Probably. But, you know, <laughs> Probably. I can change one heart and one mind. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, even even as big as Motortrend is, there's still probably somebody in the world that's just like, what is this? I've never my, heard my own family on a routine basis are like, you still at Road and Track? Yep, still at Road and Track. <laughs> oh, shit. Hard drivers, right? <laughs> Almost. Try it's again. It's fun. Those are generally then non-car relatives, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in their mind, they're all the same. They just have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Todd from Everyday Driver regularly says his dad is like, How's that car photography thing going? He's like, It's not exactly. We're on, ex- like, yeah, we're it's on kinda, television, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's on your, actually, they're on your channel. Sort of. Yes. Sort of. On the TV channel, not on the app. That's pretty know. nice. I'm not. Oh, actually, I'm on the TV channel. Yeah. <laughs> We got uh, our own guy Gluckers on on your show on uh, on Motor Trend with you now too. Yeah, but it was just one season, so I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm hoping there's season two because uh, the feedback I've been getting is that I'm I'm uniquely uh, uh, qualified to be on that show. Uh, <laughs> actually, want to hear a funny one? Are we recording? Are we yeah, listening? we are recording, one? but I can recording. I can know to kill it at and no you... no 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 you can this is I this is fine this is okay. This is fine. Here's some inside baseball. Ooh. So, oh, yeah. Um, so I was on that show, Shift Talker is what we're talking about, on the Motor Trend app. And I was on, and I won uh, the, the, the episode I was on, right? And then they had me back, and uh, what they realized was, because the points are totally arbitrary on that show, it's just like mm-hmm. somebody's like, oh, that's worth four points. Right. Like, Serves as structure. And, yeah. And, so yeah. If, they, if they upset me, then I'd really <laughs> so they awarded John Naderi nine points for saying that Honda's the greatest uh, 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 sports uh, car or the greatest um, racing manufacturer of all time, which is again a preposterous answer. Uh, but they, even though I was totally right, saying like it's got to be Ford or Porsche, like I mean, or mm-hmm. Ferrari, you know, history yeah. matters. Um, you know, Honda hasn't even been around for like you know. The, the, Anyways, I'm, I'm relitigating it. I was totally <laughs> fucking right. It We're was, on your side already. <laughs> Ford, yeah, Ford, yeah. You have, to, you have to have name a great Honda win. No one can do it because they haven't won anything great. Um, so I just mm. went fucking crazy, and apparently all the producers were laughing because they knew I'd fall for the, that trap. And I was just <laughs> oh, they set it up. Oh boy, the whole rest of the episode, I was just like mercilessly <laughs> Honda, fucking Honda. So, but anyways, I hope they do a second season because it actually was a lot of fun. And it was it was a good idea for a, a COVID uh, a COVID program. You know? So they, yeah. they pulled like a Lincoln project well. and and got into your head in your own city to get you to make a decision to change your campaign manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, they just they're they just you know they know me and and you know they're they're decent producers. I won't say they're good after that stuff. They're, they're <laughs> so I got some good content out of me. Yes. That's the... For sure. So I, I work in marketing by day. And I, mm. I, I would say every three months we have the same conversation about like the best marketing is an emotional marketing piece. And that anger is an emotion. Like so... Yeah. Getting you to be that angry about something was their goal. Oh, this is frozen bad. That's a that's a good spot. That's a good frozen face. Yeah. Shot. If anger is an emotion, then those stupid Chevy commercials that they have parodied a hundred thousand times, they have done well. 
Have I done the super fast speed up yet? Yeah, the have speed I, up hasn't happened. You've kind of jumped how about, time. How about now? <laughs> now you're back. Are we looking at you're now? Back. Is it we missed we missed the uh, the the marketing anger tidbit, but oh, it's it's that anger is also an emotion. The best marketing is emotional anger. So the producers getting in Johnny's head and making him angry created yeah. a giant. Yeah, it was a cheap shot. The the problem with doing that is people watching if they don't know anything they're like oh honda is the best racing manufacturer of all time which is of course they're maybe fifth maybe maybe Uh, anyhow anyhow, that's that's the problem i mean so they're cheating the audience long term for short-term gain in in my head all i can think of is like mclaren's powered by honda like i know they had some good one years no that was his argument was that art and senna happened to be in a honda engined uh mclaren (laughs) And, and therefore, they're the greatest because he had a good season. But it's like, that's, that's BS. They couldn't even yeah. You know, that's like saying, like, that's, no. Osh spark plugs are the greatest because, you know, they're in a lot, you know, just. Is there an everything? Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyway. So, completely off topic for off road, yeah, what, but it's not off topic. topic. We what, have what, no topics. Honda is not the best in off road racing. So, there we go. Just to. Yeah, their, their entry is a modified ridgeline. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, you could do a lot of w- w- emphasis on the word modified. So exactly, of course, very, very modified. So very Stop modified. Uh, hey, buddy. What's up, dude? Richard, come on. I'm not the only one to have kids run on camera. Yes. <laughs> this is funny because he hates being on Zoom. But oh, no. He loves interfering. <laughs> well, that gets to uh, a certain point. hear voice. a funny Richard story today? So Hell yeah. yes. he, he took a pair of scissors and he cut his own hair. Oh, nice. No. Yeah. Richard. Say, Did person. a good job. Hi, Hi Richard. Richard. Hey, buddy, could you go back with Mama because I'm podcasting? <laughs> okay. Richard, can you say Honda is amazing? <laughs> oh, he can't. No, he can you say lying. Porsche is amazing? Hon- he only knows how to say real things. What a world growing up with Zoom and podcasting, man! I know. Oh, we are we are hours away from being declared fully vor- virtual here for first semester. Uh, really? Yeah. Wait. So, so not enough people opted in? Oh no no no. Uh, so. <laughs> Inside, here's inside baseball in my house. Uh, <laughs> uh, four kids, three attending public school. We, four we, kids? Yeah, well, I have four kids. 12 to two is my spread. Um, <laughs> we, chose, uh, we chose the three that were going to be in the building to stay home and do virtual school, okay? Uh, there are three major school districts around here, and two of them have come out and said, all, the entire first semester is, or at least the first quarter is going to be remote. No one's coming <laughs> in. Our district hasn't said it yet though, but no, those three don't make a decision without each other kind of thing. So I think we're seconds away from no Inevitable. one in the building. Uh, but Ross, to your question, 70% of the elementary school elected to be in the building. Where do you live? Kansas. 70? Where? Kansas. Oh yeah, well yeah, there's yeah. There's a book called "What's the Matter with Kansas." It's- oh yeah, no, no, it's a real book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it's a great book. Great book. Great book. There's, there's a lot wrong here. 
It's shifting, but not fast enough. What's the matter? Adding to my reading list. No, it's really good. It, it's out of date. I mean, but it, it's, it was written during, uh, oh, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still relevant. It just, it's just the classic, like, how do you convince poor people that have very little to vote for tax cuts for billionaires? So. Mm. Yeah, that, that sounds like Kansas. Yeah, almost relevant now. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna start really fast yeah. because otherwise we're gonna, I'm gonna Before go down we... that rabbit hole of grievances, and Johnny doesn't even know any of that. <laughs> He's already chosen a much better state to live in. Uh, welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. Johnny. Woo! Way faster tonight. <laughs> So as always, we, we were socially distanced before it was mandated. I'm in the Midwest, Ross is in Connecticut, and Johnny's in California. So we're back to, we have all of the time zones again. Yep. Mount, Except Mount, for the one we're missing. Mountain doesn't count. It's just Except for, zone. yeah. Uh, Big time zone. Yeah. The, best, the best time zone. Yeah. So. It, it's on fire, so. Uh, it is. Oh, fuck. Did you see Denver area? Like, greater Denver area? Holy shit. Oh, was it I, bad? Oh, it's not well, good. The so we we I'll I'll jump to my update. We took a drive to Western Kansas over the weekend uh, to go see Monument Rocks, and as we were there, I was like, "What is all of this intense haze? Oh, Colorado's burning and it's blowing mm -hmm. over." Oh, um, no. which, yeah. Which side of Denver, like the so it is northwest. It's it, northwest. Yeah, it's like dead west on I seventy. There's, there's a section from seventy from Gypsum, Colorado, to Glenwood Springs, which is like way west of Vail kind of thing. All of that is completely closed. And mm -hmm. they start advertising that in Topeka, Kansas. Oh. So like just an hour west of me, they start telling yeah. you I-70 is closed, used an alternate route. That's not good. So, but the alternate route would be like, hit Denver, go north. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. There's only two ways to get west of it. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's just on side roads. But I think it's, I think the firefighters are doing a good job. I keep, I, we have a uh, family that's in uh, south of gypsum. And so we pay attention to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I want to make sure they're okay. I don't want anything bad to happen. Yeah. But Scary shit. It is weird to there. There's like a, a website you can go to and like, it'll tell you the current situation. And then like the day before, like what has happened. And it, it almost, it reads kind of like a soap opera. Like, one of them was like they had it they had it contained from getting to glenwood springs but like during the night the fire made a number of runs east and that those runs were able to be contained through aerial uh tankers and like on the ground firefighter guys mm -hmm. that's now i understand why like forest firefighting gets made yep. in the movies because seriously was, they're badass tough. they are badass so moving away from the horrific things happening in the world and hopefully everybody's okay Johnny is joining us and <laughs> Chris and I have our own updates we can touch on later, but Johnny does have quite a bit of off-road experience, whether he admits it or not. So I admit it. You do. I, not, you know, it's weird because a lot of the people we have on have driven, you know, a wide swath of, of vehicles for review purposes. And despite not actually saying that they've done a lot of off-roading, they actually have probably done thousands of miles. Oh yeah. Oh, I've done, I mean, I've done the Rubicon, I've done Moab, I've done uh, the Schuylkill Mountain in Austria, you know, the spiritual mm -hmm. home of the G-Wagon. Um, I've, I've and a lot of other stuff too, but yeah, I've done, I've done plenty of offering. I just did some last weekend, two weekends ago. I went, uh, had a land cruiser, uh, the Heritage Edition, <laughs> and we went- Had that to, a couple months uh, ago. 
yeah. We went we went up to Sequoia with it. It was good because we were staying in a place that was like 0.6 miles off the road on dirt. Mm. And then um, we were driving by Hungry Valley, which is a big off-road park. Yep. Uh, and I was like, I can't really give this back without engaging the transfer case. So uh, <laughs> we went to the 4x4 practice area, and they had like a cool frame twister obstacle and mm-hmm. kind of a bumpy hill climb and some other cool stuff, like steps to check out articulation. So yep. did all that with the wife and kid, and it was uh, super fun. Yeah. How, Wait, how, yeah. how was the wind noise <laughs> on the roof rack? <clears throat> Not fatal, but it's just, I, I wouldn't have a roof rack. I mean, it puts, it puts weight in a bad spot. Um, you're already removing the rear seats. Um, That's exactly what I said. Yeah, so what's it's the like, point? And, and it you know, drops the gas mileage from 12 to 11 miles per gallon. Yeah. Uh, so that's is, that, bad. is that all it is? What? 12 oh, to 11 miles like, per gallon? Yeah. I mean, I think the computer says 15, but it, it's like. Not even close. Yeah, they're about 12, and they have relatively small gas tanks, it seems. At least they used to. I think maybe now they're, they're actually 24-gallon, but I think there was, they like, okay, uh, the but, 100 series, right, had, like, 18-gallon tanks or something in the U.S.? I'm going to have to remember that. Um, Even so, yeah, 5,800-pound vehicle yeah. with 380 horsepower, like, I, I think I probably averaged 11 or 12. Yeah, I wrote 300 about, words on how, like, literally, like, running 80 to 85 miles per hour on the interstate, watching the gas, like, the gauge drop as I was there's, there's going, worse. like, uphill. I mean, you know, uh, uh, I don't know about, uh, like, like, a power wagon, about as bad, mm-hmm. maybe worse, it's heavier, too. Probably worse. Um, yeah. You know, uh, C- Cadillac CTSV, the second gen one, was worse. Mitsubishi yep. Evo 10. Uh, really? Oh, my God. Like, what? maybe... Maybe eight miles a gallon. Maybe. Holy shit! Really? That, that's oh, a, like, man. You know, that's a that's a six thousand RPM, and you're in top gear. And, of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, re- crazy bad mileage. From that mm-hmm. I remember this is a long. This is like God, when did that come out? I don't know. This is thirteen years ago ish. But um, we had an Evo ten, and we had a Gallardo uh, LP five sixty dash four, and and we ran them on the same road, and the Evo got two miles per gallon worse than the Lamborghini did with a V10. Oh my God. Wow. But, but yeah, the Land Cruiser does not get, and that's why in Australia they come standard with a second tank. You know, they're, they're not, they're not luxury Mm -hmm. cars over there. Um, But no, it was great. I love, I love that Land Cruiser. I, um, I would like, if I had a spot for it, um, cause that one, they said they give it to me, you know, they're like 90 for the, for the heritage edition. Yeah. 89 and change. Yeah, and this one had about fourteen thousand miles on it, so they said they gave me for like sixty-five, and they probably could have worked out something, you know, like some kind of ten percent off thing, you know. So for sixty, like insider deals, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's pretty. It's, that's like, hmm. and even even with journalist miles on it, um, you know, uh, a lot of journalists they claim they go off road. They don't really do anything too difficult off road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it would have been okay. Plus, they're just indestructible. So. I have, I have a 94 that I'm trying to move on from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more so, I, the family's outgrown it as opposed to the, the Land Cruiser itself has let me down in any way. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're just, they're just the best. I've never met anyone who had one and didn't absolutely love it and have it for like the long haul, you know? True. Yeah. I, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, my, my, my cheap... Uh, 
my, I call it cheap. My, my cheap adjustment is I got an 08 Sequoia because wow. it'll, it'll do 85% of what sure. my 80 series would do. And at least it fits everybody and has a latch system now for the kids mm-hmm. and yeah. airbags. And, and this, I, you know, I mean, I don't, it's not a great vehicle by any means, but I think the Sequoia is perfectly fine and is, is pretty, yep. I think, underrated by, by a lot of people. They just assume that like, you know, it, it'll be like much worse than a Tahoe or something. It's like kind of, you know, depends where it is in the refresh cycle. They, they can be really nice. I, I drove one from uh, Colorado back to LA through like Utah. And it was, it was great in the winter. It's totally great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it shitting itself. But speaking of GM trucks, <laughs> four by four Suburban, how was it? Tell yeah. us everything. Um, it was it was it was really good. Um, so yeah, I drove the new. It's the GMT 1000 platform. I drove the Tahoe and the Suburban. Actually, I did the Z51. 1000. What's that? The GMT 1000. I had I had a uh, Chris had a, a GMT. What was it? An eight? It was yours was an 800, right? Uh, it was an 03 Yukon XL. I can't. Oh, an 800. Remember. Yeah, 800. you had an 800. I had a GMT 800 Tahoe, and then a GMT 800 Avalanche, which is basically a Suburban, and I had that for eight years. Um, and now it's dying. It feels like there should have been another number in there before a thousand. A thousand seems like a, a monumental it was step. There's nine. Nine. No, I know, I know, but uh, oh, seriously. yeah, well, <laughs> uh, but no, it was. It, they're they're good. They're really good. They're they're um, the suburban is massive. I know saying a suburban is big is like water's wet, but it's really bigger than it was. It's like a, I think a five inch wheelbase stretch compared to the last one. What? And so yeah. What did, like they do to, what did they do to yeah. the overall length? Uh, uh, only an inch. So uh, it's like 225 inches long or something? Uh, yeah, I think it is 225, yeah. Um, but the, uh, you know, if you've ever, uh, people that are listening or watching, whatever you do with the Zoom, um, you know, if you ever like, climb into like a, like a Uber, like Tahoe, you know, it's always kind of shocking how little room there was in the backseat for such a gigantic on the outside vehicle and so you know for the for this new platform they moved to independent rear suspension and basically they could just you know push the floor down so there's a ton of room in the middle seat kind of a shocking amount of room really uh, in the middle seat which is good for uber duty and then there, the the third row in the, even in the tahoe uh, my my uh co-worker miguel he's about six one six two and he you know he, he set the seat in the in the middle row where he was comfortable climbing into the third row in the Tahoe and he was like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, oh, which is, which is, that's a nice pretty, change. Which is pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, it's a suburban. So there's, uh, when you go to the suburban, there's a lot of room still for cargo. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great vehicle. The, the, the best part by far is the, um, the suspension. So yeah, independent rear, but it's got, uh, you know, uh, GM's magnetic ride control version four, plus air springs so it's, it's really about as sophisticated as like body on frame uh, uh right. trucks will ever get and, and remember this is a weird this is like a unibody on a frame it's a, right so yeah. it's kind of more akin to the new defender with like air suspension and uh yeah but this has then, magnetic shocks where right this has like electronic regular electronic dampers so mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the you know, James Magna ride is, is, is really sophisticated. It's, you know, this is, they, you know, Chevy developed the, the suspension guys, you know, helped on the Corvette. Then their next job was go do the Suburban. You know what I mean? So like they, right. they really know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was impressive. I will say, and I said this in my, in my article was that um, 
when an unloaded Suburban, because I was driving around by myself, and how often <laughs> but it, it's got a kind of a wallowy ride. I think if you were to throw a couple thousand pounds of people and stuff into it in regular mode, it would it would ride a little better. Mm. But there's a sport mode, which sadly is is on this unmarked button. So if you're familiar with the, the Silverado, right? Yep. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a big knobby thing you turn. Yeah, the dial. The left of the steering wheel, and it says tow mode on it. In the vehicles I drove, it's unmarked. There, there is a button to raise and lower the suspension at the push, but the actual mode selector, so to go from normal to uh, sport to tow to, or off-road mm -hmm. to tow, is unmarked. So to prove how unmarked it is, because I happened to find it because I wanted to just raise and lower the suspension, um, my, my colleague, uh, well, no, a friend of mine, uh, Boston Wasif, I don't know if you guys know him, journalist. Yep. Um, I, I passed him, you know, we were both up on Angeles Crest driving the things, and um, he texted me like, hey, that was me. I was like, oh, cool. I go, what'd you think of sport mode? He's like, what? There's a sport mode? He was, he was in the car for seven hours reviewing it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the next day when I drove the Tahoe with Miguel, I said, listen, I challenge you, we're doing an hour loop, you know, I challenge you to find sport mode. You're a professional automotive journalist. You work for Motor Trend. Um, I challenge you. Couldn't find it. So then, hang on. So then Miguel and I park and we get on a conference call with like the chief engineer of GMT 1000 and like the suspension, chief of suspension. And we like kind of unloaded on him like, you know, why General Motors? Why do you hide your best technology? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you climb into a Ferrari, right? There's that little Manitito knob, which yeah, exactly, is yeah, uh, the red dial, That's the like actual. This is the cabin. If you're in like the AMG with the with the selectable modes, you can see it from like 20 feet behind the car. Right. It's a giant yellow knob. The, the Corvettes and Cadillacs and, and Camaros, they have the same, even better technology. Mm -hmm. is amazing. My Corvette had one one knob. It was it was uh, sport and torque, right in front of your face. Yeah, but this for the for a Camaro, for instance, you have to double click, and it's not even a, it's not even a double click. It's a it's a down up down in the right tempo and hold it, and that when you're in track mode, you have to be in track mode first. None of this is labeled anywhere, right? Um, oh no! So you have to go to track mode, then you then you down up down hold it, and then something pops up, and then you use another control to cycle through the modes. <laughs> and I'm like. Like what you literally have world class tech, and it's like they're they're like ashamed of it, or they're worried about legal. Anyway, so he goes, he goes, yeah, we hear what you're saying. Uh, we actually have a new part in production, so hopefully by the time the customer cars roll out, it'll mm -hmm. it'll say modes or something. Is right. it is it GM's awkward version of the red key from the Hellcat? Like, is it they so like instead of handing the valet the black key, they just hide the sport mode? No, no, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing there. Like I remember, you know, we do our best driver's car program every year. And I remember mm -hmm. when the C7 was new, uh, we had the Grand Sport of the Z06. I can't remember which one, but one of them was new. And so when we're at Laguna Seca, we invite all the engineering development teams to come out and watch what we're doing because they never get to go to Laguna Seca. And, you know, they they want to just make sure everything's going, the cars break and you put them on a track. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. So they're like, oh, what do you think of our like awesome new car? And I'm like, come here. And I, <laughs> I, I made them sit down in a Mercedes. And I'm like, look at this. I'm going to go from normal to sport to race mode. Ready? Click, click. Done. Mm -hmm. and one button. Now, here is yours, you know? And they're like, yeah. 
And I remember like I, I cornered the guy, I found the guy that's like responsible for that. And I'm like, just, and I, I have no proof of this, but I, I, I feel that I had some influence on the C8. I said, what is America, what did we do great when it came to like knobs, right? Mm -hmm. Look at a Marantz stereo or a tuner from the 70s. They had these big puck, perfectly weighted, mm -hmm. spun and nothing felt better. It was a piece of metal wrapped. Right, it had heft to it, and it was yeah. smooth at the same time. Yeah. That's that's the that's the mode knob on the C8. Is exactly that. Hmm. I don't, again, I have no proof, but the, yeah, I did tell the guy that five years ago, and bah, it showed up. And they were working on the C8. So, I, the, I think stuff said on podcasts is binding, right? So I, I yeah, hey, unless someone's go. refuting it, it's yours. It's your so claim. It's Henceforth yeah. called as the Lieberman knob, yeah. which as soon as I cool. said that sounded well, fucking Lieberman terrible. knob was like anything to do Undo. Control Z. You put that Suburban in sport mode. I, I cannot stress how you've heard the expression punches above its weight. Like it's like, it's mm -hmm. like three classes up. It should not drive as well as it does. Mm -hmm. So COVID is, you know, uh, uh, fucked the world. So instead of doing <laughs> launch, what Chevy did, because you know launches are actually great. People go, oh, you get you get flown around and they give you food to eat. And, uh, yeah, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah but, but you get more time with the car. <laughs> well, uh, you again, talk when, to people. When, like when Ford launched the ex Expedition almost three years ago, they got us all together, and there that was. How long ago? Oh my God! It was November seventeen? Yeah. So holy shit! So uh, there is the chief engineer of of the yep. expedition and i'm like talking to him and he can he's like he's like hey um you have you have that long-term super duty i read your thing you wrote where you said you like the desk check this out we put the super duty airbag cover into the expedition mm -hmm. and <laughs> right that. all right and then you're like you might be thinking well you wait you had a zoom call with them it's like well we did but it was like 30 minutes in a parking lot yeah. whereas i talked to this guy then i drove the expedition then at lunch mm -hmm. i said hey bro this, that, and the other. Then they had all the different trim levels. So I just got, I got a Z71, which is cool, but it doesn't yep. have a 6.2 liter V8. So I didn't get to try that. Um, no, why they do that? It does. Hang on. So it doesn't need it. We'll get to that in a second. It doesn't need it. <laughs> it doesn't need it. That's <laughs> valid. Yes. Okay. So it would have been nice to compare and contrast, right? And then what Ford did, which, which sold me on the expedition, was they rented a Suburban. Um, and they had like 5,000 pound trailers, which, you know, it's not a lot, but it's a horse, right? You know, it's a yep, horse. It's not nothing. It's a race car and a trailer. It's a like, small yeah. travel trailer. Yeah, that too. And uh, they said, here, go tow. And then they took the trailer off the Suburban and they put it on the Expedition. And it's like, oh my God, it, this is 5 billion times better, right? Mm -hmm. So we didn't get to do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, we, so they give, they give me the car. The car's dropped off at like 8.30 at my house. So I have to go freeway it. I have to go mm -hmm. climb around in the back seat. I have to go off. I, have, I get to. It's a great job. <laughs> uh, I, I have to go off-road it. I have to then call in for another Zoomy type meeting, which I missed because I was up in, on a trail somewhere. Uh, and then I have to like drive it on a back road. Then I have to go do a photo shoot with it because we're trying to do original photography. Yep. Kind of set us apart from other publications because we're all trapped in LA with like five staff photographers. Anyhow. Exactly. Right? Stock photos are easy for anybody to throw on a page somewhere. Yeah, we're, we're trying. Anyway, so it's, we're up, we're shooting and it's like the car has to be back at my house by, I can't remember, it was 3.30 or 4 or something. So I, I luckily live close to Angeles Crest and there's lots of cool places to shoot cars, even off-road up, up in the mountains there. 
Mm-hmm. And we get done, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, okay, I got to go now. And I just start like pushing this thing in sport mode. And uh, I, I sound like a braggart, and I will be, but it was this motorcycle, you know, it's like a cafe racer kind of guy, kind of sporty, you know, gets behind me as I'm pulling out. And he couldn't even get near me. He, he just like, I was just dusting him in the corners, straight mm-hmm. to the But I was dusting this guy and I couldn't believe it. And it wasn't even like, and I was on the, the Z71 off-road tires, wasn't even screwing right. with the suspension is, is a mirror. <laughs> in the unfindable sport mode. <laughs> yeah, in a 6,000 pound Suburban. And we get to the bottom. And That's the what it weighs? Like, it's like, at six? Yeah, gives, well, at least, yeah. Gives me the thumbs up and then like, Pulls up and is like, because at the bottom it goes to two lanes. He's like, are you a pro driver? And I'm like, in a sense, you know. Um, <laughs> you have but, a lot of experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I was, you know. Now, again, no one is going to buy a Suburban because it can, like, beat a no. motorcycle down a mountain road. But it shows you how, it shows you how good that, that, that engineering team mm-hmm. is. And then, and then last thing I'll say about the Suburban uh, is you know, Ford and GM, they, they co-developed that 10-speed automatic transmission. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, but all the software that you do, so they all, they all program right, it. Right, It's just awesome back and forth because, like, I think it came out first in, like, the F-150, and it wasn't so hot. Then it came out in the Camaro. Camaro, yeah. After they did this. Well, they friggin' nailed it in the, in hmm. the Suburban and the Tahoe. It's, that's why you don't need the... I was I was driving the thing, you know, and I just I just didn't really read the press materials. I didn't really realize when I first got in the car that only the high country gets a six two. Mm-hmm. And I floored it, and I'm like, oh yeah, six point two liter V eight. This is rad. And then I, <laughs> I called the to be like, oh, I missed the meeting. They're like, <laughs> oh, by the way, that's the five three. Yeah, uh, and it's just the transmission is just tuned so well. It's just right. So well. And what does the five three make? They still rate it at like three thirty. Oh no. It's, Ooh, ooh, 355 horse and okay. torque. Yeah. Hmm. Effectively, I, I, same engine that was in my Avalanche. It's a carryover. It's totally a carryover. Yeah. You know, so, so the 4L60E is no longer needed? <laughs> no. Oh, God. But the, the 10 speed rocks and the programming is amazing. You're just always in the right gear. And the, I, 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 the way they do it is, I believe, like, uh, gears like one through six are super tightly spaced and then mm-hmm. seven's one to one it could be six is one to one i can't remember and then everything above that's an overdrive just overdrive yeah, yeah. so but like for acceleration huh. it's great again it was an unloaded suburban. Right. If, man you know, if, if you're if you're but, but you could get a diesel so if you're towing you know sure you remember that rst that they did with the tahoe it was yeah. a six two with like I don't even know if it had anything other than like an exhaust and, and slightly better suspension, but if they did that with the new stuff, it'd be kind of hot. Yeah. I mean, I think they're still figuring it out. I mean, I, I, I can't remember hundred percent, but I heard like the Z 71 will be the only trim. You can't get the diesel, which is like kind of, come on. Don't do what? That. Why? Yeah. Well, if you, I don't know, I, 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 I want to weigh them, you know, our, our test, we're, we're not testing right now. It sucks. It's like, that's one of our core attributes at Motor yep. Trend. Yep. Um, we're, we're going to be able to start testing soon. Just the place where we test, they have all these COVID policies and like, we have to have like a COVID cop on site and take, we just don't have the manpower for that. That, that was okay. interesting. Uh, yeah. It sounded kind of like a motorcycle uh, starting. Assuming yeah, it was a child. Three year old is playing with the machine gun. Um, but, <laughs> 
Interesting. Anyway, so, so I bet I bet you what they'd say is that like you know the, the diesel probably weighs significantly more, mm-hmm. um, you know, than than even though it's a three liter than like the V8. So you know, for right. off road, it would be bad. And, and like I'll give you a four wagon. The, the rap, not the rap, the, the, the Super Duty, the Tremors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's like a 900 pound weight difference between the 7.3 liter gas V8 and the 6.7 liter diesel engine. That's and a fucking huge number. It's a huge number and it's all on the nose. And, yep. and I, I drove them both back to back off road. And um, like the gas one off road blows yeah. the diesel away. The diesel's better everywhere. I mean, else. Don't they? They also throw a winch on the front of those tremors too, don't they? Like those are yeah. that's optional. It's not the power. Okay. Standard, Even so, like yeah, people look at off-road stuff, and I mean, we can tangent this into the new Ram T-Rex or T-Rex or whatever it is. But all of the off-road, not all, a lot of the off-road trucks are just getting heavier and heavier. Mm-hmm. And people who go off-roading, you see on all the forums and all the YouTube channels, it's just loading shit up. Weight is bad off-road. So oh, an extra nine hundred pounds up front is really not a good thing. And it was it was super noticeable. So I anyway, I bet that's what GM's excuse will be for not operating this year. Mm-hmm. I bet you that there will be demand for a diesel Z seventy one. But I remember you know, Jethro uh, Bobbington, uh, my former co-host, we did um, we did a power wagon. Uh, kids taking a bath. So um, now, yeah. not, now there's a, there was a machine gun and now there's a velociraptor. Is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> wife's just stabbing her. So um, it's, it's Jurassic Park in in the back of your house yeah. right now. <laughs> um, so so uh, you know we we did we did a head to head we did uh we did the the Ram Power Wagon versus the Chevy ZR2. Right. And going in without giving it too much thought because I never have time to. I'm not very good at thinking. Um, <laughs> I assumed the Power Wagon would slaughter. I was just like, done deal. Power mm-hmm. got detachable roll bars, and you can lock this. Right, right. And the the ZR2 is better in every way. It was it was it was more capable on like big chunky boulders that were loose and moving because mm-hmm. it weighed less. The Ram would like right. It's probably got two thousand pounds on it. Oh, it was more than that. It was, it, it more was, than that? It was twenty seven hundred pounds. Was that oh. that was a gas ZR2 or a diesel ZR2? Oh, diesel ZR2. Oh, diesel ZR2. Yeah. Oh wow! The, wow, and it had that much weight. Holy shit! I think the gas ear two uh, sucks. Yeah, the three six is not good. It's a I shit mean, engine, and I've never seen an engine that cares worse with a transmission. The diesel. Oh, the eight speed in that ZR two is fucking terrible. Yeah, well, but the six speed in the diesel is perfect. I mean, yeah. That, there's another, but here's another one, right? So, so Chevy they nail the ZR two. Like, if you said right now, go buy a truck, that's mm-hmm. what I'd buy. I'd buy a there's only diesel, but like they could. They could put a V8 in it because it would fit. And they could, you know, like they could put a manual. They could do. They they have all this shit lying around, and they could make this, and they could sell it for more money. They put the five three in the Colorado at the end of the old Colorado's run. Yeah, they, you know they future proof for V8. You know they do. And by the way, a small block isn't that much bigger, if at all, bigger than that three six. I think that three six is ninety degrees. It'll fit. It'll fit. So. It's just like, oh, they're just, you know, and, it, and and again, everyone's like, oh, so what's GM gonna do now that the T Rex is out? It's like, Nothing. They're gonna, yeah, they don't, they don't care. They're gonna say like, oh, we, you know, here's an AT4. They right. ignore the space. Right. They don't. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. I mean, here have a blazer. Ram, Ram ignored it for way too long. Um, mm-hmm. How could you ignore the Raptor space? Anytime your competitor has a vehicle that's selling over sticker, where used ones are worth more than new ones, like. Mm-hmm. 
get into that space, invade it. You're, you're in the, you're in the money-making business. You're not in the, right. uh, we don't want to rock the boat business. Like, you know, did, like, did six, two Raptor prices go up when the new ones came out with the twin turbo V6? Oh, yeah. 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 They shot up. People went crazy. You know, it just, just and, I think that was something I assumed and never researched. Yeah, there was, there was, I remember I was at uh, Galpin uh, Ford in the Valley here, which is the largest Ford dealer in the world. <laughs> And they had three used six twos that were over seventy, and seventy, yeah, used three, and they were, and they and 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 they was there. They sold them all to. Uh, they were all going to China, mm-hmm. and um, they had a new Raptor which hadn't had the, the markup applied to it yet, and it was it was under seventy. So, wow. <laughs> I mean, a, a good, good, clean, low mile six two Raptor is still like forty, forty five. Yeah, which. Yeah. They've been out of production for what four years, five years? It's been, a, been a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and look, I mean, you know, I've driven them both. The 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 V six is better in every single way, and it's quicker, and it jumps better, and it's faster. Doesn't sound it quite jumps up. better is important. That's the it is. Yeah. It's hugely important for those. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't sound quite as good. But th- there's also a lot of like bullshit machismo. Like oh, I've got to have the V eight. I'm a real man. It's like come on, I'm not gonna. I, I, I think that falls into toxic masculinity. Or just bone down. I don't even know what's talking. Just boneheads. Like, really? (laughs) You want a worse truck because of cylinder? Yeah. Okay. You know, good good for you, bro. Yeah, because that's the same uh, Twin Turbo V6 that's in the Expedition, right? Like, Kind of. It's it's the Lincoln tuned one. So it's the one that's in the Navigator. So it's the 450 horse, Mm -hmm. 510. The, The most you can get in the Expedition is the, the platinum you can get 400 horse 480 torque so it's, it's so it's tuned up I, bar- I borrowed an expedition max and so when you when you were talking about the suspension on that so like we loaded we literally loaded everybody up uh to go to colorado right as the pandemic was beginning got to colorado had a reservation canceled and was like you know what maybe this is more serious than we thought turned around went another eight hours home got home at like four in the morning but that truck was so easy and nice to drive that I, I didn't have any issue. Like I was up yeah. till 4 a.m. Then mm-hmm. like I'd been up for 22 yeah. hours driving for 16 of it and just didn't care. And and again, I, I, I've driven that car extensively. The, the, both the Max and the regular Expedition. Like the, the I'm telling you that the Chevys blow it out of the water. Suspension. Wow. Huh. Uh, so okay, I'm I'm still processing this. The new suburban suspension is you're saying is light years ahead. Well, not light years, but like is better than the Expedition Max Platinum. Is better than any truck on the market ever. I mean, the you know, (sighs) like magnetic. Look, there's a reason like why Ferrari turned to uh, AC Delco, but you know, there's a reason why Ferrari uses it. There's a reason why Lamborghini and Audi use it on their high-end sports cars. It's that good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason Ford uses it on the Shelby's. It's that good. It it um, makes me very excited to buy a used one in yeah five <laughs> fifteen years. years. <laughs> it's, just, it's just great technology, you know, and it always has been. And then and then you put on you know modern. I'll stress that modern air suspension. Um, and then you have you know GM, who's, who's really good at building uh, rear wheel drive based uh, things with independent mm-hmm. rear ends. They they yeah. like. Right. Those guys know what they're doing. It's just another example of GM's chassis and drivetrain and suspension engineers yeah. doing what they've been great at since yeah. like so, yeah. and they the last the other, 10 years. 
is the interior the, the only downside? What's what's that? Well, like you you said, the interior space got better, but it's like, is it materials? Is it touch? Yeah, is it look, ergonomics? I mean, they fall down. They, they, it's not much. Is that you know, it's 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 not um, it's not much. Like like the nav screen's actually really good. They just they just mm -hmm. fall down in stupid places. Like you know, they got rid of the the column shifter, which you know for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> wow, that feels great. But I, I had an eight hundred. I want I want my column shifter yeah, back. Yeah, Two of them. It was great. Cars been doing that forever, right? But um, they they went to um, you know a push button. It's actually a push pull uh, button. What? Wait, what? Well, yeah, it, it's it's just it's like on it's like on top of the dash, like maybe we're next to the air vent. But um, okay, that's fine. You know, Ford does push button. It's fine. Aston Martin does push button. No big mm -hmm. deal. It's just that it's something weird, like you push for park and you pull for reverse and neutral and drive or something. No, like thank that. you. No. Well, okay. I'm sure it's fine, but but it frees up a lot of space, which is the reason they did that, right? Of course. And and, and so it, it's fine, you know. Um, but the materials they used are super cheap. Like the the Corvette has a, a, a similar, you know, it's probably the same electronics underneath, but it has a similar mm -hmm. interface where it's push button transmission, but it's made out of metal. It's really nice. Right. This is like, I'm like, wow, for something that you're gonna touch every single time you're in a car, that's a pretty cheap. Thing. Oh man. You know, buttons and gm vehicles don't hold up yeah. well <laughs> and and you know and i remember like it was, it was you know I was getting the pr spiel and they're you know they're going like oh well this is you know three to four thousand dollars less than a ford i'm like spend it you yeah know? Like, you know, like on an on an 80 to ninety thousand dollar rig because they they seem to price up to that i don't know about 90 but like eight. no you could you could totally get a 90 i had a, i had a <laughs> high country at a high country the I wound up in three of them. Don't ask. I had a high country, I think it was 85,000. Oh, and, shit. You know, you probably could have done more. But yeah, I mean, the the the, the Suburban I had was 79. God, that's oh, my so God. Much money. Man, that's, that's, I'm, they've been creeping up for years, but. And the Fords are priced the same, okay? You know, of course. I, so this, this leads me to something like I'm, I turned 40 this year. I'm, my wife and I do well. We have day jobs. I can, do this in the evenings but like that to me that was like crazy luxury car money like i know that inflation's a thing but like i don't know how i can go find that much money to buy a new one of those like 84 even, month financing even with 84 month <laughs> financing well i think the thing is you wait a year and you know ford and gm they always put 10 grand on the hood um yep. they do start at uh you know i think forty nine thousand for the tahoe Mm. A lot. Yeah, it's that's a lot. It still. is. Yeah, but then um, they, like Hondas are like mid to upper thirties for just like the mid-sized yeah. trim Look, level. I like mean, a good Accord is thirty-five, thirty-six. I mean, the the average transaction price of a new vehicle in two thousand nineteen is thirty-eight thousand. Right. So Jesus. Uh, when I started that's Motor fucking Trend, crazy. I started Motor Trend a decade ago, like thirty-one or thirty-two thousand. So it just mm. you know it just keeps going up. Um, so yeah, I don't so, know who has the money to spend. I <laughs> we've, we've but we've talked about this a bunch of times, and we talked about it. I mean, at length with the Land Cruiser, where Land Cruiser was here and the Forerunner was here, and then they crept the Land Cruiser further and further up to hold that, I guess, like quote unquote halo vehicle price and aura around it, and then eventually like. They slot the forerunner in a little bit below. That's not really what know. happened, but that's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, with the Tahoe and Suburban, they also they brought them up 
and then yeah. they slot in below them. I mean, I couldn't even begin to name all of the crossovers that Chevy's selling below the Tahoe, you right. know? Well, so, you just remember this, right? So, so even even with the prices, because I think for the for the for the one thousands, they're not going to be that much more than the nine hundred cost. So last year, mm -hmm. uh, hundred thousand Tahoes, fifty thousand Suburbans, forty thousand GMC Yukons and Yukon yep. examples, twenty five thousand Escalades, mm -hmm. and they're all based off of your, you know, twenty five thousand dollars manufactured truck or less, like profits, billions and billions oh, yeah. of dollars. Margins um, are massive and yeah. fleet. I'm sure fleet for those are still crazy, you know, profitable. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, forget about fleet. I mean, just like what consumers buy is profitable on those. And, you know, and then you just like, oh God, I have a kid. I need a $2,500 rear seat entertainment profit, you know, because that's, that's you know. right. So, it costs them yeah, $75. Huge <laughs> business. And like the, the Land Cruiser, though, back to that, like that, that's interesting because. What, what you know? What, what, what's crazy is those are those are you know they're, they're hand built. Um, they're at a tiny little factory. In the they feel like it too. It's yeah. really, really, really well put together. Yeah, no, it's a hand built product. Um, uh, I mean, the engine's not hand built, but the, the the car still is. It's just an old school manufacturing process. But the thing is, everyone's like, oh, like why don't they you know make a cheaper version? It's the okay, forerunner. Well, well, no, no. Because it's not hand-built, but it's doesn't. No, but like they sell 3,000 a year in the U.S. every year. No matter what, they sell 3,000. They mm -hmm. sell 4,000 Lexus L LXs every year because that's the max capacity the factory can do. If they, Why would they lower the price? They can't build more no matter what. There's no Impossible. They can't do it. So they spend no money on marketing, no money on advertising. Um, and they were guaranteed to sell 3,000. Now, according to my sources, uh, the Land Cruiser is going away from the U.S. market. Um, they, they're like, look, if we're going to be locked into selling 7,000 of these vehicles, let's make them all Lexuses. Um, mm. So they can, they can, they, that way they can. Um, so they make 15 grand more a vehicle? 10, yeah. And, but, okay. but, 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 but times 3,000, you know. Exactly. That's, that's 300. That's a lot. I'm bad at math. Yeah, you know, it's 300 grand for doing nothing. <laughs> Just changing uh, badges and some front of... fascia. Yeah, and then um, yeah. So so, but but I have a feeling, and this is pure hunch, that I have a feeling that like when so 2023, end of 2022, we'll see the next generation, the 300, if they call mm -hmm. it that, of the Land Cruiser. I think there'll be a, another new Toyota product. They'll probably bring back the FJ, but probably like with the Bronco, like they'll do a two and a four door. Mm -hmm. okay. And that will sort of replace the, the uh, that'll be the nostalgia play for Toyota. My gut feeling, mm -hmm. uh, no proof of that, but uh, a little proof of that. A little proof. I, people, it won't be built in Japan. It'll be built here. Right. It, it probably won't be called a Land Cruiser, but it'll 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 fill that. I mean, they've done FJ concepts in the last ten years. Yeah, and I think the other thing is like if you know if you have a pulse and you're paying attention to what Bronco did, like just 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 in terms of buzz, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was you'd have to like wow, we got to fire up the FJ program. Like there's a massive pent up demand for oh, yeah. for real four by fours that can really go places where the roof comes yep. off. Is that. there is there someone who asked the question was Bronco's part was half of Bronco's buzz the fact that we literally had nothing to do 
for three no, months waiting for we it. Were, so, so we, I, I saw the Bronco uh, in person in February, and the embargo was lifting in March, mm-hmm. and we were prepared. We had the same battle plan, uh, COVID or no COVID. Okay. Um, and it, it was just, I mean, I think, and, and I can double check, but I, I want to say that the Broncos story I wrote, just to you know, break my wrist, pat myself on the back, is the number one story in the history of Motor Trend. Wow. Uh, yeah, it just went fucking crazy. People went insane for it. It's just one of those things. Like, it's everyone thought the Bronco was cool when they were a little kid, and there was like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 of them. Yep. And now you're an adult, and, you know, life is, you know, you're stuck in a minivan or whatever, and like, Hey, they, they didn't bring back Bronco Two. They brought yeah, back Bronco Sport. Like, kind of Bronco Sport is much better sounding than Bronco Two. But it's like it's like oh my, I I I love Bronco, and it's like you know all mm-hmm. we've had is a Wrangler for a hundred years, seventy years. Um, so having some competition yeah. is like people are going nuts for it. And I mean, they they, they you know they had three thousand founder editions or whatever first editions, and then the next mm-hmm. day they up to six thousand, which is like so oh yeah. <laughs> Never see that. It's Never crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. the crazy. reservations are wild. It's crazy. And once again, it does that to its owners. And the owners don't care. Mm-hmm. No, they don't care at all. No, nope. that was the GT. It's like, all right, this car, we, we need you to pay a half million bucks for a Ford. And we're only going to, it's only going to be in production for two years. Just kidding. Three years. You know, like, right. So that, right. They're bankrolling their own production by taking deposits. So you, you're anecdote there about your story getting the most readership kind of leads yeah. into uh, a little segue here have as as off-road stuff has become more popular have you guys seen the actual increase of readership for four by four related stuff or is it just more um, it no it, i mean just readership is up across the board they're like what's causing that you know we, we've done a lot of like site tweaking and then a lot of mm-hmm. like smart social media and business intelligence which is like but a lot of that um, analytics. And, so, <laughs> yep. But no, people were just crazy for Bronco. The the the, the Tesla Cybertruck did really well. Americans like mm-hmm. trucks, and the rest of the world is envious of trucks. Um, but you know, the C8 did incredibly well. So it, you know, it's just it's just when these like icons kind of come out, I think people are just hungry for them. We are seeing more interest in like overlanding and rooftop campers. Yeah, yeah. Those are they're hot. At like they're quote hot. unquote, they're quote unquote hot. Like it's they're, the thing of the last three years. They're hot, and 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 to the point where uh, I'm not going to do it because I, I hate camping. But they want to do a rooftop camper comparison, which I'm like, that's like that's like doing a, a tire comparison or something. But yeah, um, yeah specific so, buyer there. So you need a, a production assistant on that one. I'm in. <laughs> I'll, I'll let them know. know. Say. <laughs> But but so so definitely we've been seeing uh, yeah like, like interest in overlanding, um, so yeah. Which I I think I think the fun takeaway from that is like over overlanding's main thing is like look at all the stuff you need to put in your truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and most of the like people that have really done it long term, they've loaded a bunch of shit in and then kind of gone like we haven't used this in four months, yep. we haven't used this yep. in three months. I always I always I always tell people it's like you know when I was when I when I graduated college I went to Europe for. Uh, I don't know, six months or something. And I, and I had this backpack. And I had all this crap. And by the end of the trip, like my giant backpack had shrank to like the smallest backpack. Oh, yeah. Underwear and a toothbrush. And that yeah. was it. You know? Dude, when I started, I need anything. When I started my ATV, I've been riding quads for 
15 plus years. And my, when I started, I had a box on the back that was like a suitcase and it had everything you could conceivably think you would need on the trail. And now it's like a tiny little pack of tools and like a water bottle, you know? Look, when Americans, uh, and maybe, you know, just people, but I don't say Americans feel qualified to talk about us. When we get into a (laughs) hobby, you go nuts. You got to get everything. And and it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need that. I need this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I say with my, a lot of people have started working out, um, you know, doing like, like powerlifting type stuff. But I kind of like, you know, keep chalk and straps and creatine and, yeah but it's like it's like you need a band you need to have this you gotta have a sandbag you gotta have you know it's just like actually just get a pull-up bar and it's all you actually need (laughs) as strong as you want but people love buying crap you know and so so and it's fine you know and and you're 100 right that that's what overlanding is it's just collecting people love buying overlanding crap yeah 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 yeah. And, and it's you know really you just probably just want a vehicle with no doors and you can just go wherever you want Right. Oh, no doors. I mean, I just I just spent a week with uh, Wrangler Unlimited Rubicon, uh, like crazy outfitted in terms of the option, like the spec sheet, you know, and it's sixty grand, and it's like oh, you yeah. could you could easily go online with your credit card and then end up with a hundred thousand dollar vehicle that you're just going to go onto the trail and break, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. And I mean, Which Jeep was, doesn't want to hear that, but if they just you, they just oh, released that concept that looked like it had way too much shit on it. Oh, the Gladiator, the, the Gladiator. With the, uh, they had thirty sevens, like far out. I mean, thirty sevens, like you need Dana sixties. You know, you can't. I mean, you can do it on forty fours, but well, I mean, I think I think the the T Rex PRX is 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 proof for thirty sevens. Like I think mm-hmm. I think I was reading. Um, you know, you could, you, you could, it has a spare tire under it and you could put a, it's a 35 from the fact that mm-hmm. you put, it'll take a 37. That's they have crazy. enough room. That's yeah. and, crazy. And so they'll probably sell it on 37s at some point. That is a Dana 60 in the rear. So, um, in the rear. <laughs> that's fine. It needs it. So, it needs that much power and those tires. It needs it in this, in, and in the same vein, I can remember when the, I mean, shit, like the, JK Rubicon on 285s was a big thing, and now the Bronco you can get 35s off the showroom floor. Yeah, but they only and say good year, good year. What's cool is not on the high trim <laughs> level. You can get a, a close to base one with the Sasquatch, although you right. use the manual apparently, which is but no manual. Set. Yeah, I think they're going to um, correct that because remember here, Ford. What Ford is also really good at is uh, we saw the Bronco in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to buy it in July of 2021. You know what I mean? They, they always, yeah, yeah. They always, they, they, you know, it's like the, the, the GT500 was coming out for 12 months. You know, it was like, <laughs> it's just, it's, they, they love doing that. They're very good at hype. We're very good at that. Mm-hmm. That's a, we, we had those conversations from, from March to when we finally saw it. We talked about that quite a bit. Like, they'll drag this out Every as week. long as they can. That's all anyone's talking about. I can't mm-hmm. even tell you that, like, you know, because like I said, I forget the original, original embargo, but then it changed. And then we went out, I went out with Sean Holman from, you know, Four Wheeler, our truck trend. And yep. uh, we looked at it in, in early February. Uh, it was freezing and raining when we saw it. And then, you know, they, hey, you they, guys were in jackets. Yeah. Then they moved the embargo. Then they moved the embargo. Then they moved the embargo. Well, they moved the embargo to OJ's birthday. And then, and then they should undid that. Yeah. <laughs> Unfuck yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. up. <laughs> I thought that was great. Why not? And we all did. We were like, we, we we're like, we're talking about it again. 
all you got to do is say nothing. You know, like Ford just had to be like, no, it's July 9th. Yeah, that's one of the embargo lists. Who's, who's this OJ guy? Just don't even say that. Well, there is the conspiracy theory that believes that that car chase is what killed the Bronco. Well, I, I, what show is it? Oh, it's Arrested Development, you know, where it's like, mm. they go to a Ford dealer, it's like, are you still selling the Bronco? It's like, no, nah, man, OJ killed that. Hey, this is the escape. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very clever in the marketing department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. <laughs> Clever writers, but um, yeah, so uh, maybe, but it was also like, you know, just that sort of vehicle was on the way out. Like nobody buys full-size two-door. Two-door, yeah. TV, you know, it was just dead then. The, ex- the Explorer yeah. basically made it obsolete because it, yeah, it exactly. had the four-door and everyone was like, this is way easier. I don't have to have my ass out in the rain when I'm putting kids in the back. Like, yeah. Right. There was a two-door Explorer through like, Early two thousands though, no, it was more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe two thousand five, two thousand four. Yeah, but it's it's like it was like you know that that market segment was contracting. And oh yeah, stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Still craving a, a Yukon GT or a Tahoe Sport two door. Oh, those are cool, but again, dead. I mean, just dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh, so cool. dead. Speak, speaking speaking of things that aren't dead, G wagons still exist. Yes, I just had, I just had a G63. Uh, what color was that one? It was matte. It was like a Zinio matte, uh, olive green <laughs> matte or something. Um, that was it's funny. Sh- that was actually Mercedes was like, "Hey, you like funny colors and G wagons? We have one. You want it? I'm not gonna do anything with it, but sure." Um, was that a uh, a press fleet director special where they just picked a weird color? I I don't know. I mean, you know, I think I think. It, I know like Porsche because they have so few press cars that they order all their press cars. The, 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 the couple guys at Porsche PR, they spec them and they don't have that many to do. Mercedes, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's contracted to use that word again quite a bit, but they used to have over a hundred press cars. So oh. that would almost be a full-time job like specking press cars. So I imagine, um, you know, who knows? I don't know. The, the other thing too is remember there's press cars and there's like marketing cars and in LA there's a lot of crossover. So, you know, this is something they might let dealers drive around. This is something like uh, celebrities might want a car for a week. Um, you know, so they, they would do something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it did, it did have, I feel like it had a lot of miles. I can't remember how many miles it had, but so it, it and, 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 you know, Nothing new about it. It's been out for two years, and it's just a, <laughs> right, uh, right. right. So, Johnny, yeah, please, know. please put miles on this for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roughly, how many miles are we talking? Because the Jeep that I had had like fifty-five hundred miles, and I was the last person that it was at before it went back to yeah. FCA for evaluation. I don't remember. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm conflating it because the Land Cruiser when I got it had like over thirteen thousand miles. And, uh, and it was probably completely fun. It was fun. I, I, I was shocked when I saw that. And then, <laughs> this one, I think it had like... It's like a fucking rental <laughs> number. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's back. It just I was the last one to have it. It's back in Texas now. It's over 14,000. Um, I can't remember the G, honestly. I didn't... It was, you know, I, I'll, it, that, that car had a little malfunction. So I just... It was, I, I didn't drive it as much as I normally do. <laughs> it was... Um, the, the forward collision sensor would like... was just freaking out just started freaking out um so yeah we have a a guest host sneaking in behind you 
Oh yeah. Oh hey yeah. buddy. <laughs> come here. Come here, guest host. Richard, you were Richard, come here. You were in the G Wagon and the Suburban and the Land Cruiser. And which did Richard like the most? Richard, which one did you like the one that had the TVs in the back? <laughs> yeah, that was the Suburban, remember? The we TV tried to one? watch different amounts of cookie, but couldn't do it because there's no way to get those things to ever do anything. So he had to watch it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hey, did you did you like the? Remember, we went to the beach in the G wagon with Corey. But but but, Daddy. Yeah. When 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 it was not working, that was when me and Mommy took Mommy to the bed. No, but good story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the vet story. You like the vet vet story? Yeah. Was that give him us a cookie where they went to the the vet? No. Oh. oh. Stimulating. <laughs> oh, man. We got kids everywhere on the show tonight. <laughs> Chris's kids are running on the show, too. Come here. Come here. Clifford went to the Come vet. Come here, real fast. A dog vet. A dog went to the vet. Was it a big red dog? My, my Lemmy went to um just a haircut place. That's right. Lemmy, our dog, got a haircut. Now, hey, Richard, we went to see the big tree, General Sherman. What's under there? That's a box. <laughs> <laughs> It's a box to hold the, the computer up. So the, this I, I like this angle what for no reason. This? That's a camera with a light on it. <laughs> That's a mount. It mounts to the laptop. But what is in it? Nothing. <laughs> That's a cable. This is stimulating. I'm enjoying the crap out of this because I know I'm I'm not the only one. So <laughs> this is just like what school is going to be like in, a, in two months. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Richard, remember when we saw the big tree? Yeah. A big tree. And then remember we were in the the big black Toyota with the gold wheels? How many times did you throw up in it? <laughs> so many times. So, so many, many times. times. <laughs> yeah. It was actually twice, but once was for an, a shockingly long period of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of times. You get a little motion sick? Yeah, buddy. yeah well, we, we got, we got it was hot. And we got stuck in the car in an hour extra. And it was just, Nope, I, we've been there. I get it. All right, buddy. Thanks for being my guest. We, we, we keep. Uh... Bye, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> no, close it, please. We're gonna have to title this episode differently. We'll have to title it featuring. <laughs> <laughs> no, we keep uh, Ziploc gallon freezer bags in the back of all of our vehicles because of that. I, I got. It's, you know, it's so funny. He he he's puked in. Well, my Ford Fiesta, when he was a little guy, he used to puking all the time. And then mm -hmm. he doesn't ride in that anymore. Oh, actually, he does a lot now. It's fine. But he puked in a Toyota Land Cruiser. <laughs> he puked in a GMC Dually, uh, one of the big vehicles. Yep. And he's puked then in the other Land Cruiser twice. So he, I guess, Land Cruisers and. <laughs> but Land Cruiser is, for the loss, I guess. But. But the thing is, we're talking like long road trips, like over over four hours in a car. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, uh, on a on a twisty mountain road each time. So see, okay. and that's so it's deserved. That's our 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 uh, our indicator. Which the the kid who just made a brief appearance here always asks me in the back, like, Dad, is are we still on the twisty road or is it straight? Like, if it's the interstate, they know they can stare at their electronics. It's no big mm -hmm. deal. But like, if it's curvy, oh, yeah. I need them looking outside the window because yep. I've I've cleaned puke out of too many cars that I have to oh, man. continue owning, which sucked. What's awesome is, uh, except for one time, actually, he puked in a Subaru. Uh, I think it was an Ascent. Um, 
but he can would also puke, do that. But he can puke and like just keep it in the car seat. No, that's had, amazing. We had to throw that's a special talent. Away. Yeah, we had to throw the car seat away. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a cheap, uh, cheap vomit session. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. Um, Actually, we've thrown away two car seats because of puke. Yikes. Um, yeah, but um, anyway. once upon a time, also speaking of GMT 800s. My Literally. best friend used to get horrible migraines and still occasionally does. And I th- we were in like third grade, I think. And we went to somebody's birthday party. He got a terrible migraine. And my mom had just gotten a GMT 800 Tahoe, like brand new. It was like maybe eight days old. So we were driving home from this kid's birthday party. And my best friend was lying down in the back seat because he was like really nauseous. And I was in the third row trying to stay away from him. And my mom said, hey, just, you know, let me know if you're going to vomit. And uh, he didn't really give her a heads up and just <laughs> sat up and puked everywhere. And the, I just remember my dad sitting there like with a, it was like, I can't remember if it was, a, I just remember the action. The, it was either a paintbrush or like, a screwdriver just poking the puke out of the speaker grate. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> one of, one of, I have a lot of puke stories, but one of my favorite. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, my, my my lovely wife. Puke cast. Um, she went out. She went out drinking, and uh, she called me and she's like, I, "I, there's no way I'm driving home. Like, you gotta mm. come get me." And I'm like, "Okay." And uh, I think responsible. I only had one car, so I my first car I had was an Aston Martin. Uh, I think it was a DBS, right? <laughs> so, grand, right? And she gets in the car and she's she's really happy to see me. And then once her seatbelt's on, she's really mean, right? Mm. Just you and I'm like, listen, hey, if you're gonna puke, just tell me now. I'll pull over. But we're about to get on the freeway. Once we're on the freeway, she's like, I'm fine, Duh. right? And then <laughs> literally like touch the on ramp, making a left, and just let loose <laughs> orange whiskey oh and then it's like saturday it's like midnight on a saturday in la and i, I get off the freeway <sighs> and uh go to a gas station and of course 50 guys want to come look at the aston martin <laughs> wife is like passed out in the front seat this is the optional interior <laughs> oh it was, it was like it was like a purple or a red leather interior but it was oh. like like oh. like like carrot juice, orange vomit everywhere. And so I run into the, the thing and I grab like napkins and whatever, squeegee, and, I'm, and they're all coming over. And I'm like, no, bros, guys, like, no, not, not now. Like, this, is, this is not good. I'll see, I'll see you at know. Cars and Coffee later. No. And I never I never told Aston Martin. Now, they've had two CEOs since then. Okay. Um, and and I've, I've been friends with the last two, but I actually, I actually paid – out of, out of my own pocket, which I hate doing, for a press card, uh, 300 bucks to get the interior just like clean. You know, yeah, had that it, it, that had to yeah. happen. Yeah, it was uh. it was it was bad. It was that was really bad. So that's pretty funny. But my wife, my wife has only ever puked in two press cards. <laughs> that's probably a pretty low percentage. I I just I'm glad I'm not in uh, in PR for a lot of reasons. <laughs> right? Yeah. A lot of reasons. It's, it's, uh, a, it's almost funny. it's almost thankless. Oh, it's totally thankless. Yeah. yeah. Your 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 manager's always gonna be mad at you for whatever you didn't get done. And then yeah, I mean, what I comes think, back I, to you is just mm-hmm. I think the pay's really good. So you just put up with like, you know, morons like us because the pay is really good. But 
yeah, at the end of the day, like, you know, some, some schmuck is like, I didn't like the way the steering wheel fell. It's like, right. What's the, oh God, what is it? Uh, the, uh, I can't think of the trite saying for at the limit right now. Uh, yeah, oh, limit. understeers at the limit. It understeers yeah. at the limit, thank you. <laughs> right, uh. so that's, that, yeah, I mean, that's gotta be the, the I mean, I'll never forget uh, Angus uh, McKenzie, you know, my former boss and mentor and great friend, mm-hmm. blah, blah. but I remember, you know, every time someone would mention like, oh, we should get Chris Harris, like back when he was on the drive, like, we should, you know, we should get Chris Harris. And he was just always like, ah, Chris Harris. And I guess like Angus worked in uh, uh, in PR for a year, I think at Ford. And like, there was some, they call them MPVs, but with, you know, the small minivan in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this is when Chris was working for Evo or car or whatever. And they're like, you know, hey, you know, Chris, like, you know, what, what'd you think of the the, the, the Ford MPV? And he's like, well, a little iffy at the limit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that MPV. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So I think PR is really yeah, tough. You know, it's really tough. I, I think thankless is the way to I'm do sure. it. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's but rocking a hard place for an actual job. And and you know, when when there's launches, you can be a total alcoholic and still get paid well. You know, you just like, for sure. You just drink yourself to a quiet place every night. Oh man, the moron journalists are talking about steering field like and 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 Apple CarPlay. You know? My favorite was the the discussion recently of like why Porsche was always going to like South Africa or some somewhere down in Africa, and someone oh, yeah. figured out it was the same time zone as Stuttgart, and that's why they kept going mm-hmm. there because they didn't have to deal with any time changes. Well, and somebody had a girlfriend or something. There, there's, there's, there's now I, I could, I could when, when I write my book, um, <laughs> there's definitely like uh, the S class, the, the when the S class launched, it was in. Some like Toronto or something like that. Like, Toronto? Yeah. Like, why, why would you launch an S class in Toronto? It's like, well, the, the board member had a summer house there. Um, Convenient. I'm probably going to get shot for saying that. But I think <laughs> lots, of, lots of launches where th- they take place there for like those reasons. Like the, uh, the coincidence, I think not kind of thing. <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's just you know or like you know like, like why why are all porsche launches are all german manufacturers launches in spain that's where their mm-hmm. houses are in the winter you know? right they have winter houses in portugal and spain beautiful uh, place to vacation in the winter and why wouldn't you you know germany sucks in the winter uh, or it doesn't suck it's just really cold and you're launching a sports car so mm-hmm. um there's, there's a lot of that i guess the sure. south of spain is actually that far south from them that it's not it that is, big a yeah. deal but yeah, true you know, the, and again, I'm, I'm going to defend launches because I'm I'm really starting to miss them. I've, I've done a couple. Of <laughs> I, well, I've just I've just done a couple of these launches where, like, you know, they drop the car from my house and it's like I don't know anything about it, you know. But like, the idea is you get everyone together, and that that's actually turns out, um, you know, location notwithstanding, that's the magic of the launch is that you have dinner, right. uh, you know, and, and everyone complains, oh, another three hour dinner. It's like, well, but you are getting drunk with. The, the people you know, who made the thing, here, uh, why they made literally it. <laughs> responsible for the car that you're sitting and in. Eventually, you know, you put enough grappa in them, they're gonna say something that's that really they're not easy. supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I, 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 Speaking I, of the book, <laughs> no, I, I pride myself on being able to, like, you know, to to, to cross that line when need be, because um, they want to tell you everything. They just, you know, they mm-hmm. have a little bit of PR training, not as much as the PR people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they they're, they're they're willing to talk, and you get great stories. And and by the way, it turns out most people that build cars for a living are car fanatics, and so there's a shared passion. And you know this too if you have friends that 
you know, aren't in the cars, you can't talk to them about cars. So it's sure. like, wow, I'm meeting new people and everyone I meet is like exactly- Is a car person. person. <laughs> These are my people. Brother, where have you been all my life? <laughs> yeah, very, I have very limited launch experience, but the time I was at one was fantastic. Everybody was on board with what we were doing and it was yeah. for the Ford Escape. Like it was yeah. nothing to write home about, but it was great. Yeah, I mean, I always, I always tell people like, you know, like, what's so great about the Nurburgring? And it's like, well, the track's really cool. It is, it is. But the culture that's popped up around the Nurburgring, you know, you talk to most people and they go like, oh, 500 horsepower, why would you need that? Well, mm -hmm. you're surrounded by a community that's like 500 horsepower. Yeah, that's, ugh, yeah, I guess we you could make seven? it around the track, but you need more than that. You know? so, <laughs> right. So the it's, straights it's, will really be slow. You need it's also, you'll, you'll be sitting there for an hour. And so, so that's what I, I love about it is we get everyone together. It's like, you know, the enthusiasm just cranks up and it's, mm -hmm. it's great. You know, you're, you're, so you're talking a common language. So for you, do you prefer a, a supercar to be a little more compliant or do you want it like super hard for? It, it depends on the car. I mean, like, you know, I've, like you know, the, the, the Senna, which is like, you know, to me is like ridiculously, it's just too much. It's just a race car. Um, you know, I, I was. It also has a notoriously small gas tank, doesn't it? The Senna. It doesn't matter. It just makes so much power. Anyway. But <laughs> if you have enough money for a Senna, you can have a fucking pickup truck full of with a fifty-five gallon. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah, section no, no, of the yeah. bed could be fifty-five gallon tanks, and they can follow you around. Yeah, I mean, look, most racetracks have gas pumps on premise. It's not an issue. But oh yeah, it was um, like six dollars a gallon at Lime Rock. It's crazy. Again, if you're buying a million dollar car, six dollars a gallon. Is <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's, that's a little much. And then it's like, also like, you know, I, I work with Randy Post a lot. And, and mm -hmm. um, he, one of my favorite quotes of all time from him was somebody was asking him, like, what do you think of Patrick Dempsey? And Randy's just a really nice, polite person. And he just kind of looks at the kid and he goes, well, you know, I get paid to race. He pays to race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Case so, in point. Gentleman so, drivers. My point is, you have a, a 720S, which is like alien technology for the street. It's this wonderful miracle of a car. And then like, it's not that much different than the Senna, really. Um, and like, so you're going to shave some tenths of a second off a lap mm -hmm. that you're paying. I guess if you're really into it, you need to have your lap times, you know, I guess you need the Senna, but so, so I, you know, I have driven both extensively. I like greatly prefer the 720S, which some people might think is a super hardcore car, but I, I thought it's kind of like a nice car. Um, Everybody says it rides amazingly. Just saying. What, what's that? What's that? Everybody says the 720 rides like luxury car beautifully. No, no, it's good though. I, 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 I did have a guy, I, I was going in the snow on the Autobahn, I was going about 140 miles an hour and my passenger fell asleep. So that's, it does that's ride. pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I, but I would say like Porsche, Porsche's ride, like, you know, Porsche's ride better than McLaren's. Just, McLaren's have hydraulic, here's another problem with launches. There's a problem with launches is that McLarens do have hydraulic suspension, sort of like mm -hmm. a ground hand, right? But, you know, they, they don't ride like, uh, they don't ride like Rolls Royces. But the thing is, you're at a launch and, and the PR guy says, yeah, so our uh, hydraulic suspension, it's like a Rolls Royce quality ride. And so everyone just like, Rolls Royce quality ride, pass the shirt. And mm -hmm. then, oh, I see what's happening here. Okay, McLaren's deduced, yes. Thing. 
and we just did a comparison. Um, we did well. We did two actually. We did we did uh, Porsche Turbo hardtop, so Porsche Turbo S hardtop versus McLaren GT, which is softer than a 720s. Yep. Porsche yep. rode better. Uh, we did 720s uh, Roadster or whatever they call it, Spider. Spider versus Spider. Our Turbo S Cabriolet and mm-hmm. the AMG GTR Roadster, and the Porsche rode much better, uh, noticeably better. Um, so. You know, they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the AMG mm-hmm. was probably the worst riding, um, but they're they're you know, in the wrong place. Yeah. It's not. Porsches are better. They're, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. The, the secret of the 911 is actually the damping, believe it or not. Um, so anyway, right. uh, yeah. So yeah, I like I like good cars. I mean, I think I think I just just actually went live today on Motor Trend. I'll do my plug. Um, the the 991s is out of production, but the 991 Speedster I think might be the greatest Ooh. car ever built by human beings. Ooh, I've seen one and only one, and it was uh, very few cars I've ever seen that were prettier. It's gorgeous, but I just I've just never driven anything that drives like that wonderful. It's just like it's just hmm. shocking. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story about seeing one. So I had the press car, and then of course my buddy has one. So we went out. Had, had socially distanced coffee in Malibu. And we're, Is it the green sorry. one that we've seen pictures yes, of? Yes, the green one. Jeff Sharon's green one. Yes, and um, and uh, we're having our our, our, our coffee. Uh, you know, sitting in a parking lot uh, because you can't go into coffee shops anymore. And Jeff's like, he's like, "Is that another one?" And I'm like, "Now the odds are zero that another speedster because they only made 1948. Sure as shit, a silver one parked next to us." Wow, and uh, only in Malibu, I guess. But it was it was crazy. It was, it was that's wild. But they're, yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous cars. That's what I prefer. That's that's I want that. But and that like, that green is really nice too. Oh yeah, oak green metallic, and then he has a Cohiba leather interior with wood. I forget the wood, but like, <laughs> like walnut. Or that's something. the way to do it. And and I was, I remember he told me I'm like you're gonna get wood in the Porsche. That's kind of lame. And then. I drove a, a, a 901. So, you know, the, the first 77 911s were 901s. It had a wooden dash. I'm like, oh, okay. And um, you know, it's it's a convertible, so you you know you're not you're not you don't need to save ounces to get a tenth of a second of a lap. Blah, blah. And uh, it's just gorgeous. It's just literally a gorgeous car. It might be the one of the best spec cars I've ever seen, if not the best. It's just it's it, things incredible. I actually I drove it like three or four weeks ago. We we. He has a 911R too, so we took that those two out, beat up some canyons, and it was just like, yeah, it was just shocking. So then, I need to get some better friends. Yeah, uh, what about <laughs> the um, the 718 Speedster Spider? Spider. You know, I haven't 718 driven the Spider. new one. I haven't driven the new one. I drove the GT4. Uh, okay. Which is, uh, similarly, if not effectively, the same thing. It's the same thing with the, with a roof. Yeah. Um, uh, an incredible, an incredibly capable vehicle. I would say that it's let down from a like a ride quality uh, point of view by its mm-hmm. rear end. The front oh, end. Oh yeah, I remember off, reading that. Yeah, the front end is off weird. the GT3. Really the front end's off the GT3, and they nailed it. But you know, because it's mid-engine and the wheels mm-hmm. attached, like you know, uh, right around where the engine is, it's like it just doesn't have the sophistication of a 911. Um, and that's one of the that's why Caymans are cheaper. Uh, As you say, also doesn't have the press of a 911 with the similar equipment. But well, I mean, it was you know, I think it was 114,000 the one I drove, so it's it's not cheap. Jesus. That um, is not yeah. a small number. 
Yeah. Well, look, as Portia says, their average customer customer makes six hundred thousand a year, and Jesus their average nine eleven owner, their average nine eleven owner is over seven hundred thousand a year. Oh so my God. We, we you know we can stop, but like you know if you make seven hundred thousand dollars or seven hundred thousand dollars a year, buying a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car is not a big deal because it's really sure. it's really a twenty five hundred dollar a month lease payment, and if you're making 700 grand uh mm-hmm. i forget how much you make a month but it's a lot a lot how much was the 991 carrera t was that like uh, 92 100 ish 100 ish okay that was a great car that was a really really cool i just saw the my first carrera t and the guy did like roll cage and a bunch of other stuff and it was like i don't, I don't really know i mean given it's connecticut but i don't know why anybody would do anything different why would he the just he is great I, I i have a that's I, exactly I what he's doing yeah, I went on a really wonderful like uh, boys weekend. A uh, bunch of my friends who own Porsches and me who borrowed one went on a, a little boys weekend. You own a Porsche, don't you? I'm a 914. Yeah. So still a Porsche. Uh, yeah, you technically own a Porsche. <laughs> You're also not our first guest who's had 914. So yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> There's multiple um, but, of you. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but but the, the T like really like it, it it's really good. It, it's one of those cars that. You know, a lot of cars are really, really, really good until you get to not the limit, but like, you know, near the edge of the pool. And um, this one got better the closer you got. It was just spectacular. Wow. It was exploitable. It was like the new Targa. You know, the, the, they just came out with the 4S and just drove that. And it's like a fighting for the prettiest Porsche. Gorgeous. Oh, God, holy shit. But, but handling wise, like, it's really awesome and, and great up to eight tenths. And you go past that and it's like, Oh, this is the heaviest 911 ever made. It, it <laughs> what did the weight come in at? 20 millimeters. So the GTS will solve that. But it's, Right. It's How much did that thing weigh? I remember reading it and shitting myself when I read it. I mean, it's like probably 3,600, something like that. We haven't weighed it, but um, I mean, I, I, we just haven't weighed it. But, you know, look, the, the 992s are about 63 uh, pounds heavier than the corresponding. I could probably look it up. Mind if I open this? Thirty six hundred pounds is getting into a. a that's I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase it, but that's that's heavy, you know. Yeah, it's a target, though. You know, it's it's just, what are, what are you doing with it? You know, you're of course, of course, having a good time. Let me just. I I got a spreadsheet open, so because I am on a laptop, this I guess is this I, is. A good, this I is have a, a I have a Motor Trend uh, web link that says thirty seven hundred pounds. Thirty seven. Twenty twenty one. For what? For which one? And uh, Porsche 911 Targa 4S 2021. Isn't a six oh, Camaro SS1 okay, so that, LE that's an, that's about an that estimate. weight? That's an estimate. Oh, okay. Let me hang on a second. Google didn't give me the estimate part. They just threw the. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. The Motor Trend came. It, it was your article, too. Yeah, I think that was just an <laughs> estimate here. Uh, this is not going as smoothly as I thought. <laughs> I think we're doing Okay, right. here we go. Okay, so a 2017. 4s weighed 3675 so if you add 63 pounds to that you're talking 37 37 37 40, yeah something like that. yeah so, wow um and then a gts was uh th- it was 3642 so a little lighter um Jesus. yeah so but i mean you know it's cars are just heavy nowadays so yeah it's not, it's not, I mean, and also like a brand new car gaining 60 pounds is really nothing. Seriously, 60 pounds is, yeah, that's right. Very little. Weigh, you guys look skinny. I weigh 247 <laughs> pounds. So if you just 
swapped out drivers you know yeah. i'm also that's, short you, so you you and i johnny you and i would be the difference there because i'm at yeah. i'm a little over 200 so you and if you and i switch switching out would be the difference between the yeah. gts yeah. and the target 4s well you gotta work on your math i'm 247 almost almost i'm like there's probably ross looks like he's 63 pounds less than me. uh yeah but i'm also like only well i was five nine before i had a disc removed from my spine so i'm five eight and a half on a good day now yeah I mean, I'm, I'm five what am i five eleven <laughs> yeah well so anyways oh. um, right, so thus concludes our trip down portion memory lane <laughs> yeah portion memory lane jesus so by the speedster that's that's my big takeaway here by the speedster but don't this our, our last kind of round out topic for you is what what would you see the next kind of supercar sports car that would then be getting the safari treatment porsches huh. porsches have been like crazy we definitely yeah. wouldn't do it to a speedster mm. no farah's all over that one so yeah. well not the speedster but the the safaris yeah safari. i mean i don't know um i don't know if any cars need to be safaried uh you know i, I was actually so the, the 914 i have the 500 car um do something fun with it and I, I looked into for about a half second doing doing a safari and uh Uncharted territory because there's never been a 914 safari as far there was a one one there was one factory rally 914 yeah, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't raised all that much hold on uh, so I was like oh that could work and I was like why why would I do that um, just just it restore the looks car. amazing <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if I, I don't know if you need a safari cars I I I uh, I don't I wasn't know. raised at all it just had lights. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's, it's it's like it's like the orange one or something. Yeah, orange with like huge pods. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's uh, Nissan GTRs, Safari that. Yeah. Picking this up. Who hasn't done that? Why haven't we done that yet? That I makes a lot know. of sense. It's <laughs> already it does. Yeah. Great all-wheel drive system. Really, really sophisticated. You know, plenty of power. Hand-built engine. You know, already weighs two tons. Like exactly. Why not make it weigh three? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in this ridiculous Facebook group, and you know this has made an impact on me because I haven't gone on Facebook in over a month. But there's a couple guys Is who this are the putting safari group. Yes, and there's a few people <laughs> who have taken like 2009, 2010, three 370Zs, and thrown like one inch lift blocks on them, and like 28 inch general AT2s and are doing like rally quote unquote rally 370s. It's like if they're getting down to like 10 grand for that, it's, it kind of makes sense. Like if you're going to rally sure. a, a sports car, $10,000 for, you know, an FRS or a 370, like at least a 370 has got a good engine. The, so yeah. I, I saw somebody, uh, this woman, Emmy Hall had a, had a rally. She was on our show. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So she, she had, just like, bought it. <laughs> yeah. Safari Miata or something. Yeah. Uh, she briefly uh, tried to convince me to do that to my Miata, which yeah. will never happen. Yeah. It happen. So, <laughs> no, it was not. I, 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 just, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't quite, I mean, Safari 911s are just kind of neat, but I don't really see the, I'm, I'm not sexually attracted to them the way I am to <laughs> GT3. Mm. Mm, I understand that. Yeah. That's fair. I like, like, you know, like, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but like that, that TRX, like, you know, now that's a, that's an off-road car. Yeah. We, uh, 
we went down a, a quick rabbit trail on that because my brother has a Ram Rebel and Chris said something in our Slack chat for Hooniverse the other day, like, oh my God, I saw a Ram Rebel towing. And earlier that morning, my brother had sent me a Ram Rebel, his own truck towing a trailer with his side-by-side on it. And then I sent him the TRX and he was like, um, you know, I could sell like my kidney and buy it and I, I should. I think so. they announced. I think they announced a non-supercharged version of it, so I'll just have the the. Did they? Yeah, or they're going to. I probably just broke some embargo, but. I mean, um, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, they'll We're, have a 392 version of it, but this this I will be a week though, out. I remember. I think I was at uh, LA Auto Show. Whatever, whenever they launched the Rebel, I was kind of looking at it and like, oh, the, I'll leave his name out of it. The nice Dodge PR man is like, "What do you think?" I'm like lame he's like what what and i go why aren't you doing a raptor competitor he's just like well no no this this is different i'm like i don't care like do no, a raptor competitor. the entire no. market doesn't care this is different is not a good reason for it to be a good vehicle yeah he's like oh it's just our research show I'm like your research is bad my research shows like do a raptor and you know, <laughs> they've been working on it a while I and mean, i've seen you know if you're out in arizona the prototypes been running around for over a year mm-hmm. um I think, and they're they're massive. That's the other thing that like that they have over the Raptor. I mean, they stand a foot taller. They're just freaking massive. foot taller. I don't know. Foot? They look like they do. I don't know. They, they, they with that light bar, it's got to be. They look really, really big. They Honestly, enormous. My brother's Ram Rebel is probably he has a I think a 2016. It's 90 percent the size of my dad's Silverado 2500. Yeah, yeah, they're big. Like it's a huge truck, especially when he puts it into off-road two mode or whatever it's called, where it lifts the air suspension. Yeah, which yeah. I just call dog can't get in the back mode. Um, <laughs> but it's a fucking huge truck, and this thing's yeah. got. I mean, the rep, the Hurex on thirty-five is gonna be. Yeah, it's just, it's just gigantic. I just, I just remember like I saw one, like I was stuck behind it, like a, a prototype. I was stuck behind it at a red light or something like. Just like, could not believe the scale of this thing. So they do look really tall. Yeah. So then, if they throw that engine, I mean, we know there's a 392 Wrangler coming, but if they throw that engine in the Wrangler, is that just like game set match? The I don't know if they're doing. I've heard different things. I don't think they're ever going to supercharge a Wrangler, but it will. It will like fact. I don't, I don't think they will. And there's a, there's a, there's some reason why doesn't fit or something out of of room yeah legal legal liability they don't want to see them all upside down no they don't they don't care too much about that uh, (laughs) i mean clearly they're selling hellcats by the dozen oh my son my son's selling it quite now um there there was like a technical reason like you know like you know yes hell hell hellcat the world but there was there was a reason it it could also be a marketing thing they want to sell who knows but but um yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think that we'll see, I don't know what we'll see. I don't actually, I, 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 this is, this is, this is old information I'm thinking of. So this is pre T-Rex info. Um, but I, I heard there will be a V8 Jeep, but not a supercharged one. Mm-hmm. So it, it is At T-Rex, not Ram no, TRX. I think it's T-R-X, but I mean, they have an It's Easter T-Rex. I think it's T-Rex. I think I saw a pronunciation guide today. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, I will. T- I'll give you. I'll leave you with a phone. My, my son. Apparently, I need to be quiet. Um, so I, I I put a post up on Instagram yesterday about the T Rex, and then I was like, hey, and also like, you know, I give a lot of 
shit to you know british car brands for always having the worst press pictures <laughs> saw this post and laughed yeah. the whole time <laughs> and it was just these were just like these terrible photos of the trx i mean the, the red ones were better but i was like everyone's posting the red ones i'll post the silver and i'm like you know they uh they, they should uh you know why if it was, i was art directing it was just the car would be in the air for every shot i would do yes i do an off the ground front off the ground side off the ground yeah and a uh, incredibly high-ranking person at Stellantis. Um, Stellantis. <laughs> I still call board, it FCA. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say a board-level person at Stellantis. Wow. Yeah. And was like, you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, we have those. We just, oh. our, legal team, our legal team said you can't do it. Mm. So. Uh, the lawyers got involved. So it's only a matter of you guys getting your hands on them before we actually see that. I think we'll just go re-jump them because I, I like jumping trucks, but it'd be cool if like one <laughs> stuck out somehow. So. Would be cool. I'm, yeah. I'm very curious for its flight characteristics because that's got to be a heavy front end. You know, I think it only weighs like 200 pounds more than the Raptor. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, got a, it's got a flight mode or whatever. It knows, it knows it's in the air. It knows not to over-rev the engine when the wheels leave the ground. Does that also disable the side airbags from deploying on landing? Because wasn't that every Raptors issue? Every time they jump at the side, ZR2s, early ZR2s had that problem too. People are off-roading them and they nudge rock too hard and set off the curtain airbags. Yeah, I I don't know, I don't know. Um, um, but I mean, you know, like I think because GM Chevy actually with the Z28 the Camaro pioneered flying car mode, and it's just you know just wheel <laughs> position sensors. It's like oh, like all four wheels are down at the same time i'm in the air like right. Yeah, right. we're not crashing my avalanche had flight mode allegedly <laughs> yeah it's because well, you put it in the air uh -huh. well, this, was, this was when they this is how long ago the z28 was being developed was it was before they shaved like fluid plots at the nurburgring but cars used to catch a lot of air there mm -hmm. and the, the that was pre-gtr crash I'm not sure. I mm, it might have. It might have actually been after a few plots with that crap. Mm. They shaved off two mounds. But um, anyhow, uh, you know, the, the stability control was just getting stymied there. I just kept thinking the car was crashing or something. So they had to invent flying car mode. And now Ram is using something similar for the for the T-Rex, which is awesome. Because, you know. That's fantastic. Cars should fly. <laughs> should they? We have the technology. I mean. I make them fly. I'll jump I in. did. I did watch yeah. a video today uh, talking about the new America's Cup yachts and how they're literally just flying boats now. They don't, like they have a foil in the water and you get the sail in the air and the hulls, mm -hmm. like even the cross pieces are made to produce lift. Like it just, yep. as cool as race cars are, I, race boats are so much more interesting from an engineering element. I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, gonna have to gonna have to loop that. Cannot confirm. Maybe on that I should let you go. Well, watch some videos. I don't know. I don't want to keep your son up too late. So no, I should I should go. I'm I'm worn out here. It was awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. We appreciate it. Good to have you. Something. I wish I had something to plug. Your 911 article was very interesting. Motor trend. Want to go to motor trend? Motor trend. Yeah. M. Not car and driver, not road and traffic, you know <laughs> None of us. For. <laughs> You're not going to see me on those sites. Exactly. So nope. I won't, I won't be doing any of those. You know. 
So, yeah, when the when the rooftop tent comparison comes around, I'm definitely on board. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Doing <laughs> we won't force you. I like I like I like flush toilets. That's that's one of my favorite things about being alive. Campers. In the era we're in. Get so on I, that camper train. And and I'm I'm gonna try and shorten this. I on our long trip to Kansas and back. I felt like every other vehicle we passed was towing a travel trailer. And so I started like looking up some of the name brands and I was like, Oh, like all of like, there are only like three companies that make all of the travel trailers. Of course. But they'll be like, look at our brands. And there'll be 17 brands. I'm like, why do they all have different names? Yeah, man. <laughs> Got to sell. Got to sell. It's yep. like a, it's like being a part of the Volkswagen auto group. Like it's all these different brands, same people making the same stuff. Anyway. Anyway. We'll wrap it up. Uh, All right. Please rate and review us on iTunes if you're still listening. I think we only have one. I think it's Jeff. <laughs> um, we're, we have more. I checked recently. Really? Were we they negative like, or good? No, they were all very good. We, there's Jeez. like there's like seven. Okay. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube because we're on YouTube now because I post the videos. Because why wouldn't we? Uh, now you can see Johnny do thumbs up. But if you're listening, you couldn't. So go see it on YouTube. Johnny's uh, also on YouTube. <laughs> Johnny is also on YouTube, kind really of still. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of on a video hiatus. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you, I mean, you I'm also exist. A, on, I'm more on, of a professional podcast guest. <laughs> is that the new, is that on the business card now? Like, yeah. I, I, Top I've of the done resume. like seven podcasts this last two weeks. So, holy my, shit. My favorite thing was last week we put out Matt's show when Matt was with us. And it was the same day that Spike put out his show with Matt as his guest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Matt and I <laughs> the same time. Oh, man, Matt is a little uh, uh, floozy having his own podcast and just being a guest on everyone's podcast. Like, it's kinda... Dude, if you, if you can turn it in and making stuff work, you should do it. Yeah, like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, I'd have him on, too. I'd have him on, too. Hustle recognizes hustle, right? Too shit. Uh, so you can find Johnny on Instagram, at Johnny Lieberman. There's no H in Johnny. Exactly. None. He's shaking his head. No. No. Uh, right. Sorry. Sorry. We're on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> J-O-N-N-Y. That's right. That's right. Uh, yep. Uh, you tired. can we write on the Hooniverse, uh, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. And every now and then Ross is on Everyday Driver. Uh, Ross is no, not like the one from Friends on Instagram. I'm at Overland Dad, Twitter and Instagram. And that's it. That's our show. We're done. Chris is king of plugs. So we got it. You guys sounded terrible. We didn't do it for like two weeks. So we got yep. it. Oh, uh, the plugs are good. It turns out those plugs are actually, they work. People, yeah. Are like, oh, you know, people want to be told to do something. So you yes, you do. Is it like subscribe? All those things apparently work as much as we hate saying them, but yeah. yeah. Also, check out Rebel Kicks. Don't forget yes. our intro and outro music yep. is by the band Rebel Kicks. Yep. So, Johnny, I'm not 100% sure on your music persuasions, but I liked it. So, it was good. Yep. Yeah. That, that <laughs> next episode, we'll get into that. I hate, Fair enough. I hate the song Spoon Happy Man. Happy to. Any other song. What, wait, what was that? I hate Spoon Man more than any other song. Ooh. More than any other song. Bold so statement. Uh, happy to dive into the music stuff next time. Would actually like to. So cool. We'll do a right. spinoff podcast. Right. Uh, off Johnny. the note again. It'll be easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's already named. That's it. All That's right. our show. Thanks, Thank Johnny. Good to talk right. to you. Thank you.